You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening to our listeners. Jay, welcome back to another and final episode of our series, Fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, it's good to see you, Chica. This has been a long series. We've never done one this long. Prodigal Husband was fairly long, but it has been good to go through all the fruits, and I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Yeah, and it's interesting that we chose patience as the last one. I think you and I have both offline been kind of grinning, saying, when are we done with Fruit of the Spirit? Because how many more do we have left? Not because we (laughs) want to get it done, but because we're just interested on when it's going to be done. Yeah, and I think we're excited about the next topic we've got coming up as a series on the podcast. So, But that's you got to wait on the Lord. We're going to talk about that verse. So uh, it it has been good to practice patience the last last, uh, several months. So why don't I pray us in, Chica, and we'll get started on this discussion. Lord, we are thankful to live in a country where we can record this podcast with freedom and in peace, and we're just grateful for all that you have bestowed upon our families and upon our listeners. And we just ask, Lord, that you would come today as we discuss patience, which we all desperately need in this hour in the world. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. What, what is patience in the fruit of the Spirit as a definition? Yeah, the Greek translation is really gives this idea of long-suffering, being able to wait for a long time without giving in to anxiety, without giving in to fear. Uh, that's one of the angles. I won't attempt to pronounce the Greek word. It's pretty long. Um, but that's, that's the idea of waiting with trust and however long it takes without giving in to anxiety and freaking out. Because a lot of times like we say, I'm going to wait on the Lord. And then we go to try and make things happen under our own power. And we're super anxious and we're freaking out and we're pushing on things and we're damaging relationships. And then at the end, you know, we look back and we're like, well, that's never what God intended. And if I had just waited patiently on the Lord and prayed and had faith, things would have worked out differently and I wouldn't have left as much damage in my wake as I did. The idea here is also over in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, that prayer around don't be anxious about anything, but with with thanksgiving and, and with hope, present your request to God and he'll give you this incredible peace in Christ Jesus. It's that idea, Chica, of I'm not happy that I'm waiting necessarily, but I trust that God is going to do something. And in the waiting I am going to live the life of Christ in me while I'm waiting for whatever I think I'm waiting for. Uh, I had a complicated discussion with my family last night, specifically my youngest daughter. I asked her what she thought patience was. Um, And then we had this idea of, you know, what's the difference between patience in fruit of the spirit versus patience in circumstance in our lives? Because similar to what you were saying there, you know, wait, 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 is that patience, right? When, when you're frustrated because of stress or annoyance or somebody's poking at you, right? You try to be quiet. You try to bite your tongue. Um, you don't complain. And I know that you and I spoke about this week, how even at work, when people are busy, when they're stressed, they're complaining about how busy and stressed they are. So patience, therefore, is that kind of endurance, right? That uncomplaining endurance, if you will. But I think you summarized it well by just saying it's the, it's the will of yourself in God to wait for something greater. 
Yeah, I like that. And as we tie this back to manhood, right? This is a podcast aimed at men. And I know we talk about a lot of topics and this series hasn't been necessarily focused on manhood, although we've tied that in. But my image of a man has always been one of strength. And when I think of manhood, I I have a lot of images that come to mind, but one of them is strength. And then I think about a rock. And a rock exists for a long time. And it's quite patient. It doesn't move fast. Well, it doesn't speak back to me either. It doesn't talk back. But if you think about a rock, like rocks move by nature moves them slowly and patiently. Like if you were a rock, you would move slowly. Like Jesus said, build your house on rock. And so when I think of patience and manhood together, I think the men I admire most are these men who, particularly in times of great struggle. Mm. are very patient. Like when I watched you go through your job search, Chica, one of the things I was inspired by was your biblical patience. Like, yes, Mm. you were frustrated. I'm sure you were anxious at times. It was a long wait, but you were patient and the Lord rewarded that with the right organization. Now I look at you and your job and you're like flourishing. It is the right culture. It's the right environment. It's the right people. But in the midst of that search, when all these other opportunities were coming, that seemed like they were good. And man, I really need a job, Lord. Like the Lord knew you needed a job. The Lord knew when he would provide the job he wanted for you, but you could have not been patient and forced your way into one of those other organizations, but you didn't. And I'm trying to learn from that now is I'm in a job I didn't expect to be in. And I have a vision for where things will go, but we're in a really tough season. In the past, I would have reacted. I would have exploded all over the place with activity and just crushing my people and all these things when I was a younger man. And I'm trying to really model this idea of a rock, like just be patient, wait on the Lord. It is going to be a long, hot summer. There's zero doubt about that professionally for me, but I know what the Lord is bringing. I have vision from him. The parts are moving. No reason to blow up on everybody while you're waiting. That's, that's the way I am trying to think about this. And I think about this image of a rock related to manhood, men who are just able to be patient through the storm. I think that is a really important aspect of what we can bring to the world. Well said, Jay. Um, I think, again, you you circle back about this idea of us trying to be in control. (laughs) And maybe that's a future episode that you brought up there where we're talking about listening to God, walking with God and hearing from God. Uh, Because a lot of what we struggle as Christian men, I'm sure, is, and I'll use that job, for instance, um, almost trying to force your own outcome. And I love that word outcome because that's truly what patience is, right? It's that willing to wait for the higher outcome. But we as men love to control and force our own outcomes, and therefore we're not in the fruit of the Spirit when we do so, whether it be at home or in the office. This is tough in 21st century America, too, where everything's on demand. You know, the last 20 years of our lives, we haven't had to wait for almost anything. It's just not part of our daily life. Like, we don't really need Jesus for most things, unfortunately, in America, because you can just go to Amazon, right? So... Yeah, this is this is quite a difficult moment for a lot of people. Because everything's so expedient and at our fingertips. I think back to Paul, um, Saul, Paul, when when he must have reflected in jail cells and was thinking, you know, I'm getting beaten, I'm getting um, you know, crushed down right now, just just his ability to be impatient for whatever the Lord had in store for him. Or remember, well, this year we we celebrated Easter when in March. And then about 40 days after that ascension kind of celebration, which was, I think, around late May. So that's just a week or so from from where we are right now. 
And remember in the scriptures in Acts, how Jesus says, go to Jerusalem and wait for something I'm going to send you. Now put yourself in a disciple's kind of body right now, if you, if you could, and you've just experienced the last two years of both highs and lows. You've just seen the, the Lord take off. You're on fire. Why wouldn't you just go and want to tell the world? But instead, what do they do? They were patient and they followed and they were obedient and they followed exactly what they were called to do. I'm sure it was an incredibly anxious moment for them too, Chica, like just to make that even more human. So they were still on the run and you can imagine. So they're in this upper room, they're praying and probably expecting the Romans to burst through the door at any time to take them prisoner. They're not totally sure what they're waiting for. Honestly, right? They're, even even before Pentecost, they're still kind of waiting for Jesus to make a political move. Like even after he rises from the dead, they're still kind of like, so now are we going to restore the Jewish kingdom? Like is, they still aren't totally getting it. And and so it had to be a very, I mean, if we just like put ourselves there in the heat, in the sweat, in first century Jerusalem, we're walking around with a guy that rose from the dead. We're trying to figure it out. We're shell shocked. We've just been on this incredible emotional roller coaster for the last three years, really, but especially for the last sixty days. And now we're all together in an upper room. It's probably stinky. It's you know, it, it, just think about where you are. And what are they waiting for? They're not really even sure because Jesus is like, "I'm going to send a helper. I'm going to send this. I'm going to send that." And I'm sure a lot of them are like, <laughs> "Like mini me? Like what, yeah, like, what's what? coming down? Right? <laughs> like, what's going to happen?" But it is so incredible after the moment of Pentecost to see the radical transformation of the disciples, and and then they go. What would you recommend? Is is it just biting my tongue? Is it just waiting, um, or just saying I'm being obedient? So I'll just sh- shut up, sit down, and and listen right now. Um, how how can we bring this to life for our listeners? I, I love that question. I think there's two things that I've been experiencing recently that have been a real blessing to me on this front. One, I think it's a good time to spend time with the book of Psalms. You know, in the book of Psalms is David's life journal, and there's other people that write Psalms and talk about having to have patience. Here's a guy that's like anointed the next king of Israel when he's a kid, and he's going through all this stuff and he's being hunted. Like so many of the Psalms are about patience. One of them, Psalm 37, 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait patiently for him. And so, Chica, you know I'm in this discipleship group, this two-year discipleship group. We're studying Dallas Willard, and they give us a spiritual practice every month. And for the month of of May, the spiritual practice was saying the Lord's Prayer every day, multiple times a day, but in different ways, and having to reword it yourself. And it was such a, a gift as things were coming down around me professionally and personally, and we've got a puppy and there's just a lot of chaos. And May was an incredibly busy month with graduations and parties. And I found myself waking up saying the Lord's Prayer. Throughout the day, I was rewording Mm. the Lord's Prayer. Sometimes I would forget to get through the whole thing because I would reword part of it. But if you really think about it, just saying, just what what do I need today, Jesus? Just give me what I need today. Just intercede for me against the enemy today. And for May, saying the Lord's Prayer every day, in different ways. Because if you think about it, the Lord's prayer is Jesus. It's an epic prayer. Like we we have made it a rote memorization thing, not a big deal. But 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 think about what happened here, Chica. The, the, the disciples said they've watched Jesus pray. They've watched him connect with his father. And they're like, wow, teach us how to pray like that. And his response is the Lord's prayer. Like, let's just pause for a moment and think about that. The greatest teacher in the history of the world 
when asked, teach me how to pray. This is his response. So as a, as a disciple of Christ, we should be looking very seriously at the Lord's Prayer and breaking it down and trying to understand why did Jesus say this is the most epic way to pray to your father? Well, I found myself all through the month of May just, what do I need today? And it kept me so grounded. And it, and it prevented me, Chica, from sliding into my past behaviors of anxiety and forcing it, like you said, pushing for the outcome, et cetera. Jay, I love that you said Psalms. I've been in Psalms this week just personally, and one of the ones that I'm trying to memorize off, off the top of my head is Psalm 42, which is, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you the turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for my salvation. Uh, and when when I think of everything you just summarized there and, and sitting in the Lord's Prayer, I, I want to kind of turn the corner right now and say if patience is having the will to wait for a holy outcome, the opposite of that has to be agitation, discouragement, and to your point before, anxiousness and 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 stress, maybe even a desire for revenge. <laughs> I, I, I can remember sometimes in my in my younger and more vulnerable years, great Gatsby quote, uh, exploding, um, whether it be my marriage or just tired because of the dog or because of the children, right? Just exploding. But God doesn't want us, his children, to live in that spirit of agitation, uh, but instead in peace, right? In John 14, 27, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. You know, God doesn't want us to dispel this discouragement and replace it um, with with that agitation. He he wants us to have hope and praise, back to that psalm verse. I mean, I think that's really well said, Chica. You know, I was talking to a mentor earlier this this month, and I was talking about, hey, I'm in this new job. It's really intense. For the first time in my life, I've got a little bit more on my plate than I can handle. Where I'm really not. I've got other things. i got to start winding down. And she said to me, Jay, think about the book of Genesis. There was day and there was night. And I was a little bit confused and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that has to do with what we're talking about. And she said, she said, listen, right now, you're not sure when it's day and when it's night and you've got to find the ability to rest in. And it was interesting because I've been thinking a lot about that and asking Jesus, when do I need to shut it down for the day? Because one of the things I've learned about this new job as the head of the organization, the total head of the organization is you, you. She equated it to being a farmer. She said, Jay, the farmer's work is never done. A farmer could work 24-7, but they know when it's night, they shut it down. Day comes again, they start it up. Night comes, they shut it down. She said, electricity got invented and humans forgot when to shut it down. They oh, can wow. just keep going. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. And yesterday, I worked a little bit too long. And I was sitting at my desk and I was staring at my computer and, and I just heard the Lord whisper, Jay, it's night. Mm. And I just turned my computer off, got in my car and drove home. And it was such a rescue because I would have just kept going. I would have just kept going. And, and, and I want to just offer this from the book of Romans. Pa Paul says this interesting thing. If we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently for it. And while you're waiting patiently, the spirit himself is interceding for you because he knows what you need. And I just want us all to think about that for a minute. God knows exactly what's going on in your life right now. Yes. Your life specifically, you, your story, and he's involved. And he knows what you need, and he knows the outcome. And your opportunity is to just believe that and wait and know the Spirit is interceding for you. 
Mm. And the more you're able to wait with the fruit of the spirit, just bringing back all the way around to patience and all the fruits we've discussed. If you can sit wherever you're at, whatever crisis you're going through in your marriage, in your personal life, if you're fighting an addiction, if you have a child who's gone rogue, if you and your wife are just at odds, if you're potentially facing divorce, if you're in the midst of a divorce, if you're in the midst of a job search, if your boss is crushing you, whatever's happening in your life, if you're just overwhelmed by COVID and world war and economic crisis and your soul is just crying out, just think about this comment from Romans. The Lord knows exactly what's happening in your life at this moment. And if you can just turn into the fruit of the spirit and trust Jesus, that doesn't mean the outcome is going to come tomorrow. It likely won't, but there is a rescue for you in turning into the fruit of the spirit, turning into Jesus right now and saying, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to lay all this junk down at the foot of the cross. And the best and most powerful use of my life is to allow the fruit of the spirit to pour out on the people around me. Because where you are stuck in the midst of your story, everyone around you is in the midst of their story too. And let's face it, most of us are in the midst of a pretty tough story right now. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know, we can be patient because God is patient. And that spirit, his Holy Spirit produces that fruit of patience in us. So listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us through each individual fruit of the spirit. I've definitely learned a lot. I know that Jay and I have been very um, uh, happy to, to explore each of them in depth. And just as we wrap here, I, I do want to come back to the original Galatians verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so listeners, as we wrap this series up completely, I pray that the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a result of that Spirit's presence in your life as a Christian man. You know, Scripture makes it clear that everybody receives the Holy Spirit the moment that he or she believes in Jesus Christ. And so for Jay and I, our our constant prayer for you, the listener, is that when that Spirit comes into that life, it changes your life and bears fruit day after day, week after week, month after month. Again, to Jay's point, it's not going to happen overnight. And at the same time, if you're open and if you have that patience, the fruit will bear much fruit and you will be a shining light on the hill for Jesus. So if you've enjoyed these podcasts, stay tuned. We have a fantastic next series set up, ready to come at you in the coming weeks. We'd love if you could uh, if you could get on one of your podcast platforms and rate this show, but at the same time, forget that. We'd prefer it if you just share it with another man in your life. Even a woman's fine too, uh, because we're having a great time here. Jay, it's been another fantastic week and uh, we'll catch you soon. All right, Chico, see you soon.